to the Pop-Off Podcast, exploring the experiences of nightlife and music industry professionals. My name is KOG, and I'm co-hosting the show with my friend over here. Hey, guys, this is Xander Rose. Um, so today we wanted to to go over um, kind of our, well, I guess we wanted to, to actually discuss it, but go over our, our opinions of what it's like to be creatives in this uh, turbulent, weird time. We did talk nice. about it briefly with, with Kurt on the last episode. And uh, the episode prior to that, yeah. what it's like to, to be a creative, to be a producer and artist um, in these times. But I think this is a discussion that you actually brought up, um, Koji, mm-hmm. that you wanted to talk through, I guess, the idea of being productive and what your output should be like. So what kind of spurred this topic? Uh, what made you want to discuss it today? Honestly, I was just kind of thinking about it. And it's like, I've had so much time to grow and learn and make more music and really dive into the time consuming things, you know, like being in the box for like three, four hours to make something. And I started wondering, you know, like, is this the right time to be releasing content? Because obviously for for me anyways, I found that most of my exposure came from, you know, being around people and telling them what I'm doing and whatnot. And I don't, I find that it's not as effective when you're trying to share it through social media, even though like that's the biggest tool that we're using right now. And Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to like dwell into like what, like my personal opinion is I think this is a time that we should be taking to really be honing our skills and building our repertoire and focusing on learning and growth rather than showing people what we got a for two reasons. One, it's like when people do come back, there's going to be an explosion of, you know, attention and like people are going to be like all over the place that can, and I think that could be capitalized on. And two, it's when you do come back, you're going to be like, two, three, four, however long this takes, that much better. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Yeah, just something to pick up on. Like, it's been really weird for me, too, in terms of generating social media content, um, how reliant, you know, we were on having gigs (laughs) to produce content. Uh, You know, like, I blew through a bunch of photos that um, I, I commissioned for a photo shoot thinking... Oh, I've already got multiple event companies telling me they're going to book me. So it's okay for me to post a lot of these photos because mm-hmm. they, they look really good. And I was happy with them thinking I'll have tons more photos to post, you know, in the near future yeah. from all these gigs I'm, I'm going to play. And then of course, now that happened and now I'm starved for content to post on my social media that aligns with the rest of my, uh, my feed and content there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's no way to get more content. No, definitely um, not. And it, it's a weird situation to be in. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to to hear more. So, in terms of focusing on your own growth, what kind of what was it? Just the lack of content that led you there, and it was also the the coming back stronger. Um, so, what kind of got you to that viewpoint? Um, well, you know, back when everything was still happening, like the events and and everything. I was so busy, you know, running my own events and DJing all these different gigs and whatnot that I barely had time for music production Hmm. and and whatnot. And that's like at the core is like what I really want to be doing. And when, you know, that like weekend, I think it was March where everything shut down. I was like lost for a week because I was just like, oh, well, I don't have any more gigs. Like, how am I going to fill up my time productively? And I really started focusing on trying to be more productive with music and music production and that kind of stuff, you know, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. 
Yeah. So essentially just replaced everything that I was doing with events, uh, event management, uh, my own gigs and like bringing people together and started putting that time and focus and energy into things that would not necessarily be as public, I guess, or like, is that, does that make sense? Like yeah, I'm just so, doing stuff more behind the scenes. Yeah. And, and can you give examples of like what kind of resources or education that you've been tapping into to, to accomplish that? Yeah. I mean, the internet, dude, <laughs> the, yeah. internet is the, the biggest source of information that you can get. Um, yeah, no, I, for me, I just kind of set up a schedule where like I spend, or I have like, I've set up like a goal system for myself where like I try to attain certain like DJ goals or production goals throughout the week and like schedule them in. So for example, it's like, I've been working on like sound design for like so many different types of artists and really a, for me, that's a kind of an outlet to try and figure out like what kind of music I want to produce. Cause I'm at a point where I really don't know. So right. like, I'm still kind of testing the waters with everything. Unlike you where like, you know, your sound, you know what you want to do and you're like kind of developing forward with that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. really taking that time to like spend time creating different things, um, looking up tutorials on how to create those things and try and put my own flash on it. And then yeah. also, you know, doing things like music hunts and I like to call it music hunts where I'm uh, just on SoundCloud or Spotify playlist and you shuffle through the playlist, just find songs that you like and you don't like and kind of just like, like keep your deep playlist cuts fresh. kind of. Yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. Keep your playlist like fresh, you know, cause I feel like there's going to be a huge difference between DJs who have been doing that and DJs who haven't mm. for, yeah, I don't know. What are you, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I, I'm kind of of a couple different minds because I know for me personally, one of the things that I've observed about my own psychology over the last couple of years is that if I don't have obligations in my life, I become extremely unproductive, even yeah. in my supposed free time. So I was a lot more productive as a producer when I was working full time in Toronto for a yeah. job that was unrelated to music because I valued my free time really highly. Yeah. And I felt like any, you know, I was, uh, I was socializing a lot less than I do here. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I, I was saying no to a lot of things because I wanted the free time to produce yeah, um, or whatever. When I got back and I was no longer employed full time, but I was a student full time. I found school so much easier Uh, having come off the back of that experience that it was like now it was like being completely unemployed now right where it was like Mm -hmm. all i have is free time and i just you know uh, piss a lot of it away and so that's what scares me about this time is um i feel myself getting back into these really unproductive habits yeah and my instinct is i very naturally have that kind of like hustle i need to have a lot of things going on mindset yeah. Um, and I'm very much a, an ideator in that sense. Mm-hmm. But then I often will fall short on uh, execution. And it's the same way with my productions. I realized very recently that I've been super lazy with the actual quality of my productions and yeah. the amount of detail and attention that I give to them. Yeah. Um, and which is, I find it funny when you made that comment about understanding my, my style and stuff, because mm-hmm. over the last year I've released like probably music under five different genres or something. Yeah, <laughs> so I've actually all... been very inconsistent with the style of music I've made. 
And True. But what I've like, noticed about that is that yeah. I make my best work just when I'm super inspired to. Mm-hmm. And that because that's when I pay the most attention to detail. But anytime yeah. I try to, I am, uh, I have like a, an actual idea to be like, oh, I want to make this kind of track. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lack the execution and attention to detail necessary to make it really good. And I yeah. really had this epiphany recently where I was watching tutorials by um, Masteria. Mm-hmm. breaking down his latest track and i realized he was employing a lot of the same techniques that uh nasty does in hybrid yeah. trap and i was kind of like in denial that those high levels of detail and technique were required in in house music yeah because i'd only seen them done by nasty and i hadn't yeah. seen behind the curtain on any other professional house artists definitely and so seeing them employed by a uh, big house artist like mysteria made me realize how lazy i was being so anyways, um, I Are think we, now I realize how much more I, I need to be doing. But at the yeah. same time, I'm having other discussions mm-hmm. uh, with our, our friend from Australia, Zios, who's a he's a producer from Australia mm-hmm. and um, he's relatively successful and saying, you know, what was the quote he said? Uh, he was like, accept this right of being a degenerate for a couple of months. He was like, this is the perfect excuse you'll ever have in your life to just regress to being, you know, a teenager yeah. who's completely unproductive. And he was like, Straight you know, up. there's no, there's no, um, you're not responsible for this pandemic happening and, and, you know, being perfectly productive during it. And it was an yeah. interesting perspective, right? Because I was like, okay, that's cool. And it's a very like anti- establishment like look this yeah. is a big structural issue that you know governments weren't prepared for and stuff and so i understand that sentiment yeah but i also feel like i don't want it to apply to me <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i agree with it but i yeah. don't want to go along with it so. I, totally and i think that comes from like the mentality that we both have of like always needing to be do, doing something you know like i've literally for me i've scheduled out my entire week of yeah. like what i'm gonna do like because that's just what i need i need order and like i just need to know what's going to happen and i found that that was like a really good way to for me to stay productive and and stuff so but what do you think of that perspective and that that wider perspective of like you know it's okay to be basically treat it as a vacation you know take it as time off which i think is i think your men your mentality is actually a good in between which is like see it as time off from the type of work you're doing to focus on the type of work that is useful, but you didn't have capacity to do before, like exactly. focusing on learning production instead of hustling gigs, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, and like I heard my dad gave me this beautiful quote is um, obviously like, I totally think that this time is like a weird time. No one knows what's going on. Everyone's doing their best to be doing what they think they should be doing. But I also think it's like a huge opportunity to be doing what you're supposed to be doing without the constraints of like daily life, you know, things like going to a job nine to five, spending all your energy there and not having enough energy to come home. It's like, that's not a problem anymore because you can literally just wake up and go straight into what you you want to be doing. And I've seen like a lot of quotes about being like, if you don't come out with like a new skill or a new business plan, it's like you're a failure. It's like, no, you're not a failure. It's just, it's just, you haven't found that discipline yet or you haven't found what you love to do. You know, yeah. like you said, like when you get inspired, it's like you don't even need the discipline. Like you're automatically just like 
riding that wave and you're making creating without even thinking right yeah but i'm I'm sure you do things to get inspired you know what i mean that cost requires discipline yeah exactly yeah that's that's right and um Actually, that was something that uh, our head of HR said at the, the nonprofit yeah. I used to work for was like motivation is a myth. Yeah. It's about people being inspired. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these business gurus and stuff who are trying to teach you this is how you get motivated. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're not going to you're not going to motivate someone just from a, a speech or whatever. Right. Or some yeah. some song. It's really like. They need to already be connected with it. And somehow, yeah. Yeah. They need to already be in, inspired or, or deeply um, bought in, internally uh, internally motivated is, yeah. you know, the intrinsic motivation. Yeah. yeah. Intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was reading this article, uh, I think it was by a Vox writer who said mm-hmm. the title of it was I've been trying to write an article about being productive. Yeah. And it's taken over a month (laughs) (laughs) being productive in quarantine and it's taken over a month. And they opened with, you know, that hustle mindset that I was talking about before that you Mm -hmm. just alluded to the skill thing where it's like people will throw out these examples of uh, I wrote the the three down that she mentioned, but Shakespeare wrote King Lear during Mm -hmm. quarantine in the plague. Yeah. Uh, Isaac Newton discovered Newtonian physics, like the laws of gravity and invented calculus during the plague. Yeah. And Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein during quarantine. And, yeah. you know, like, okay, like great for them, but it's yeah. like, so are we all expected to write, you know, the best albums of all time right now? I or think, like, I think it's, it's tough. Cause it's like, obviously in the society that we're living in, it's like you, it's all about this, like hustle comes first, like sleep is for the week. Yeah. Like you need to be on top of your game in order to like win, you know, mm-hmm. like, cause everyone's trying to reach to the top. But I think what people forget is sometimes it's just like, man, like sometimes it's just about being happy, Yeah, you know, and like doing what you love. And I think this is quarantine time is a perfect time to be doing exactly that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the thing, one of the things that, one of the reasons that I struggle with yeah. these ideas is because I feel like there's also this false dichotomy between mental health Mm -hmm. and happiness and productivity or work. You know, people think that's the trade-off is you can't be productive and be doing work that makes you mentally happy, which I understand is the, the place a lot of people are in life, right? They don't, they're not doing work that fulfills them. Mm-hmm. And so that is a trade-off. And they're saying, yeah. look, take it as a vacation so that you can focus on your mental health and do mm-hmm. things that make you happy instead yeah. of work. But for yeah. me, I'm like, I've always done work that fulfills me. And same, so, same. so yeah. if I avoid it by playing video games and being unproductive, yeah. it actually makes me feel worse and less totally. mentally healthy. So it's like this weird thing where I see the, I see the arguments and the perspectives Mm-hmm. I'm just having a hard time reconciling them with what I know about myself. <laughs> they don't apply to us. Yeah. They don't apply to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like artists, like I think for artists, especially like this is a like, an amazing time to be doing, you know, or like creators yeah. and, and stuff. Like it's such a huge opportunity because you have a so much time and b like a really an audience that is so like connected online. 
Mm. Like no one is going out to like clubs or anything. Like no one's doing anything at home. Yeah. You know, like, and especially like with the recent years, like the, the whole like phone and like laptop and screen addiction that's been going on, like, that's just going to like rise the amount of users online yeah. all the time. That was one one thing in a lot of these other podcasts I listened to where they're like, yeah. every parent's um, strong opinions about screen time have gone out the window. Yeah, <laughs> they're, like, they're just giving their kids the iPad because they got to work from home and they're just like, yeah, we can't care about screen time and what yeah you know digital addiction or whatever you have have to survive survive (laughs) somehow right yeah which Um, i thought was funny i actually have a a question for you about like motivation like you were talking about motivation and inspiration yeah before and i've heard a couple people say a couple different things like you know like i was talking to one of my friends and they're like man it must be like really hard to be inspired being stuck in your room and i'm just like not really like i have more time to play around and work on things that gets me more inspired yeah you know, and I, I just like thinking where your mind was at on this topic of like inspiration and during this time. Like, yeah. How well, do you get inspired? Yeah. Like, so I think for me, like I've been alluding to, I've been having a, a pretty hard time with these changes. I think what's what's been interesting is, you know, people might think it's hard to be inspired if you're not seeing artists live and stuff like that. But I don't think that's really what inspires us yeah. anymore. You know, that's usually what gets people that's the impetus for them to start um, producing and stuff. Right. Like that yeah. was it for me was seeing Oliver Heldens for the first time in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you have a similar story of seeing an artist and that inspiring yeah. you. Yeah. Um, now, as I mentioned earlier, it's like watching an artist go through their project file and me being mm-hmm. like, Oh shit, I can do all that stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? I mean, and that's what like, after literally watching this 12 minute video of Masterio just showing off his effects racks on yeah. channels made me go, uh, it like clicked with me how to fix this project that I'd been working on for like yeah. weeks that I'm like, <laughs> I don't, this song still sounds like shit. And I was like literally going to scrap it. And yeah. then I got super inspired and worked for like a day and a half on it yeah. and got it to like where it was label ready. And, yeah. uh, yeah, that was from a production tutorial. You know what I mean? So there's it's plenty crazy. of those available during quarantine. Um, so I feel like that's a good way for me to get inspired because of where yeah. I'm at as an artist. Yeah. Because uh, I really just need the push to be like, my skill set and knowledge is good enough um, and is comparable to these big artists. I just need the push to actually apply a lot of what I know. Yeah. And that goes back to inspiration, right? Like whether you're feeling inspired on a track or not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think it's also been weird because the last like two weeks, there's been all these digital festivals and events and stuff to play. And I kind of got swept up in a lot of that um, rather than, than focusing on my original music. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's another like mind mindset thing that, uh, yeah, I Definitely. guess I just need to focus, uh, as well, getting back into, into producing more. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like one of those things that just takes time, right? Like you're not going to hop back into the box and like be as on top of your game as when you made your best song, right? Like it takes time to get into it. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's right. And I one thing I do appreciate a lot is actually the amount of artists who are releasing stems and things like that. Yeah, uh, because I I think I said this during our chat with with Dirty Kurt, but you know, 
during this time, actually, I was talking to Zeus about this mm-hmm. um, privately. I think during, in terms of output during the actual quarantine, yeah, is just going to be like um, on a very like strategy perspective, I guess, as yeah. what I would say is like I'm just entirely going to make bootlegs and yeah, like get as much um, experience producing as possible yeah. and learning, like you said. Mm-hmm. And not focus on releasing like any originals until afterwards. Yeah. So that I've kind of honed my craft a lot more. A little bit, yeah. And I'm the kind of artist who, as I've said, I'm not super detail oriented and I don't have a very high level standard of perfection and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so I would yeah. rather have a higher output so that I can move on to the next project. But I think that's better done if it's bootlegs mm. and originals because I can. You know, they're, they would only live on SoundCloud and I can just take them down later. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not necessarily the best strategy. I know that lots of people, you know, it works better for them to perfect every track. Um, I think Ratman and Bobbin's a really good example of that. Yeah. They put out probably less than 5% of the work they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just not really my style. You know, that's not... Yeah. I've learned that's not the kind of person I am. But now I... I I'm starting to get my quality higher to to match the the quantity that I want to put out. So, yeah, I mean, I also think this is like a great time just to like build your vault, you know, like or or like spend time like working on your workflow, you know, building those crates, like certain crates, like something I've been doing is just building like snare crates that I really like or like certain like one shots. Oh yeah, and I'll be like like cycling through. Um, sound packs and stuff and maybe i'll find a kick that i really like that doesn't really necessarily work with the song i'm working with but i'll just click and drag it into a crate of like my favorites or whatnot so yeah. and i've like five i've been finding that like the workflow has been going so much faster because you're not spending like 30 seconds trying to find the right kick it's like yeah i'm making a, a favorite sample folder something i've been meaning to do for a long time because i did it for my uh serum presets yeah where i am i finally like consolidated all the different uh, preset packs that I had and mm-hmm. as well because I, I had the ones the patches I had actually designed yeah and then like four packs that I would always I would constantly go to and I was like I should just save the you know 20% of these packs I actually use and put them yeah. into my own folder so I have everything there and yeah. then I started doing the same thing with um, with samples going through my past tracks yeah, and saving in you know the top loops that I had made and um, a lot of the like favorite samples that I had processed the way that I process them just to save mm-hmm. me workflow in the future. Um, yeah, it's definitely the right thing to do. Uh, I, I've been meaning to ask. Uh, you've uh, you've had a couple of like live sh- sets or like uh, like on streaming sets. Yeah, you know, have you? How has that translated to like your social medias and like your followers and your you know, account visits and stuff or like your plays on, on music. Yeah. Um, I would say it's, it's really been, um, a matter of just maintenance, you know, Mm -hmm. keeping people engaged rather than increasing following. And, you know, Mm -hmm. over time I've found the level that I'm at, uh, the biggest way that I'm increasing my following is, through the the networking of 
friends of other artists I'm friends with. You know what I mean? That kind of uh, thing, like they're fans learning Mm -hmm. about me because of our association with each other. Yeah. Which is why networking is still super important even during these times. Yeah. Um, uh, But other than that, uh, you know, it's been actually some optimistic growth with different events, companies, music festivals and stuff have been following me and, and other larger artists, which has been good. Uh, But in terms of like the actual fan base, it it hasn't really proven much. I also, um, one thing that's, it's not really related to productivity and quarantine, but I wanted to talk to you about it at some point was Mm -hmm. uh, the set I played um, on Thursday for this festival. It was interesting because it was probably the first time in my DJ career since my first gig ever where I kind of bombed. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Which was, which was really interesting because Mm -hmm. I, it took me back to when I was a jazz singer and it was much more common back then for me to have the occasional show where I didn't perform well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But I really hadn't had that. And in the last four years since my first show ever as a DJ, Mm -hmm. like I, I had never played um, a show where I just straight up like didn't do well. And uh, <laughs> it was a really weird, weird feeling afterwards. I was like, cause normally I get yeah. so amped from, uh, from playing shows. And the week yeah. prior I played this uh, four over four stream and it went yeah. super well and I felt amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I was going into this one really confident and feeling really yeah. great about it. And I just bombed and I was like, whoa, this is weird. I haven't felt this in a long time. <laughs> yeah, damn. I had to like reflect on it for like a couple of days to like remind myself like, yeah, that happens as a performer. Like I, I'd almost for some reason thought I was immune to that happening. And yeah. like it, uh, I had to remind myself like, no, this used to happen all the time when you were You're just a jazz singer. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I'm sure it happens to other artists too. So Definitely. I've definitely had nights where I've completely flunked and I'm just kind of like, you know what? Like... <laughs> screw it it's on to the next one but i guess it's like yeah. right now it it hits a lot harder just because like that's like there's so much like we don't have a lot much else going on as djs than those live streams you know what i mean like, yeah yeah and if you tank a live stream you just feel so bad i, I can totally yeah. relate with what you're saying because it's yeah. like it is a like I, I guess it's just like a huge part of our, our identity and it's like if you don't do good or do well at that one chance like you just yeah. kind of sink a hole in yourself well, it's the flip side of feeling really awesome when it goes well. Is yeah. It's because you care about it, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but I did, you know, I had to get kind of talked down by some of my other friends and stuff because I was like really upset about it and disappointed in myself. And yeah. I've come over the last couple of days to realize like, it's a good thing that I actually do have such a large output so that people see the entirety of, me and not just a single performance right (laughs) yeah totally um and that you know i had just done this other stream the week prior and probably 90 percent plus of the people who are watching me this time Mm -hmm. watched me that previous time so they know that that was a fluke right i Um, mean and how many people actually even realize that you like messed up right at the end of the day yeah well i they did (laughs) (laughs) let me let me tell you (laughs) okay yeah, it wasn't it wasn't like um like like uh, Ratman and Bobbin had a similar situation where where mm-hmm. they felt the same way as me and I yeah. told them like no guys and like literally no one noticed. there was only like one transition that I even noticed 
Um, yeah. So, but they were like as upset as I was about my set. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is also because you don't have the audience feedback. Yeah. Which gets true. you in the it's, groove. You're all in your own head. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not used to like the four over four stream. There's no time limit. So I went for like mm-hmm. two and a half hours. Yeah. And I, I hadn't. So going through the issues, like this was mm-hmm. the first time because I was restricted to an hour that I planned the set out like song by song. Yeah. Which I hadn't done since my first gig ever. Oh God. Which yeah. was the last time I bought. Yeah. <laughs> and because I hate the time pressure where I'm like, if I miss a transition, I'm fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. And totally. I need to play all of my originals to show that I can craft a great set. When I'm, yeah. when I was playing live shows, even if, it, if I only had an hour, like at mm-hmm. um, central studios uh, in February, yeah. even though I only had an hour, there was a bunch of my own songs that I just didn't play because I didn't have time. And I was, I was in the groove and, you know, I was song selecting as we went. And yeah. I had some of my friends who like my music, yeah. uh, like casual listeners, like not other artists, yeah. um, say, hey, oh, I was really disappointed you didn't play this song of yours. And I was yeah. like, yeah, because, you know, I'm freestyling and it didn't fit what I was yeah. doing, you know? Um, and so that made me feel like, okay, I have to plan this to make sure I hit all my songs. Yeah. Put them and then bro. I fuck up one transition and it just game over <laughs> downhills from there. And, uh, it, but it was one of those things where I could tell afterwards, like my uh, friends were trying to be, my artist friends were like, you had really good song selection, <laughs> which means your mixing was bad. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah. um, and I, I mean, could that's... tell while I was doing it, but like I said, it's whatever, like, you know, I learned from it and I learned, uh, I really shouldn't ever plan a set again. It never goes well. Yeah. It, it doesn't, that's not me. Like there's other artists who plan that like dirty Kurt, for example, plans yeah. his sets, uh, entirely because he's always playing these hour long sets that are, yeah. I um, mean, it, it really depends on the context that you're playing into, right? Like yeah. dirty Kurt is like a very specialized sound. Yeah. You know, yeah. The hybrid trap style. And it's like, like he's got a very specific sound that he needs to attain to. So realistically he only has like, I I mean, I don't know, like maybe he'll have like a hundred songs to play with for a night and he needs to pick the best 20 or 30 songs to play out of that a hundred. Right. So it's like for for him, it makes a lot more sense to like really specialize the sets. Whereas someone like me, who goes to a pub and plays for five hours. It's like, yeah, I can literally just do whatever for, I just need to, keep five hours of music. No matter yeah. What and you got to read the room and stuff like that. And Different I found music. even going into some of these, uh, shows like, like levels and, um, well, levels, not as much levels. I, I had the right expectation yeah. for, but central studios, I went into thinking this is like a, a strictly house crowd who wants to listen. Who's like really passionate about, um, subgenres or whatever. Like it's, yeah. it's more in my niche than the the like regular top 40 crowd that would be out of celebrities or levels. Yeah. Um, so I should stick more to like uh, G house, bass house yeah. type of stuff. But then when I got there reading the room, I was like, no, I'm going to throw more of my like mashups that are kind of crowd pleasers. Yeah. Um, and it went super well. And then mm-hmm. it was actually really similar to the level show. And so, yeah, to me, I think we're both these types of artists where we're not like in this super small sub sub genre niche where yeah, yeah we have to curate really specifically. Um, where we're more used to to open format and um while I'm more of 
open format within house music. Yeah. And you're open format within all genres. Yeah. Um, it's still different than being like a very pigeonholed uh, type of artist. Because it's hard to say like Ratman and Bob and they they only play tech house, right? So they're yeah. curating their their sets to make sure they're picking the 15 best tech house tracks that they have that in they the have, playlist yeah. right now. Yeah. So, no, definitely. It's, really yeah, it's kind of off topic, but I, I, it was it, <laughs> it was an interesting experience for me to have yeah. uh, because, like I said, I hadn't had that experience in like four years, and, and it was like it made me think it's about good, all this other stuff. Good so. humbling moment, though, for sure. Yeah, and uh, it makes me realize, like I said, the importance of um, of being a multifaceted artist and not, yeah, you know, it, not having everything ride on a singular performance. And also, like, making me reflect that, um, like I said as well, this, you know, we are performers and just Mm -hmm. like performers who are singers or, you know, instrumentalists or whatever, sometimes you fuck up. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what happens. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, How are you like, what's your plan moving forward with this whole quarantine? Like, obviously, there's no big time frame or anything. So we got to make lifestyle adjustments. And it's like. What are you? What are you trying to do? Yeah, well, that's the weirdest part. I think um, I'm trying to make as much original music as possible to possibly do a project after things calm down. But other than that, I don't really have much of a much of a strategy other than, like I said, doing uh, the bootleg work that I want to be doing. Like you said, like focusing on on uh, doing as much learning as I can. Other than yeah. that, um, I did upgrade like all of my my uh, my video studio, not really my my uh, music oh. studio, but yeah. <laughs> the studio in terms of my YouTube channel and whatnot. So um, I'm supposed to have a new camera arrive any day now. Uh, it was supposed to arrive yesterday, but it still hasn't gotten here. Um, yeah. And as you can see on video call, I have this green screen and uh, I bought new lights and whatnot. Yeah, so you got it all. I've got, uh, I, I'm basically upping my production value so that yeah. uh, I can, as I increase my video output, um, I can kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of working with a shitty webcam and getting flamed for <laughs> the quality of my videos and the comments. You know? yeah. I actually have great. pretty, I have really nice YouTube comment sections. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't really get any trolls and stuff. But... It's like I get like the people being super nice. Well, they'll be like amazing content. Like mm-hmm. I really love the video, but your mm-hmm. lighting is shit. And then I'll be like, huh. oh, sorry. How do I improve it? And then they'll give me like, it's kind of funny because even the guys who are a little bit rude at first. Yeah. If you just respond to them politely, then they become nice people again. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I think they don't expect you to respond. So yeah. this one guy I, I, was like talking shit about my lighting. And I yeah. was like. Oh, I don't really know a lot about lighting. Like, you know, I haven't invested any money, but yeah. uh, could you give me some tips? And then he like gave me a totally reasonable response that didn't have any cursing or anything. And yeah. I was like, okay, hey, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. And that's it. That's how you deal with, with people yeah, having a yeah. bad day. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, hey, man, like if, if he's making a legitimate point behind, you know, getting just uh, belligerent, then it's worth listening to. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. How, how about yourself? What? What, what am I gonna do? Yeah. Um, dude, I'm taking it day by day, or I guess week by week. Like, yeah. I don't, like I have like these kind of goals. Like I said, I have like I, I set out like a bunch of monthly goals that I want to try and hit. And 
just get better. And hopefully in that journey of trying to get better, like I have, I start finding like a direction or something. Yeah. So right now it's like, I'm at this point where, as you said, like I'm an all genre, like open format DJ, right. Which yeah. has been a blessing and a curse because a, it's given me so much opportunity all over the place. I can play wherever, but it's also when it comes to producing music, it's like, I want to produce everything. Yeah. You know, like anything from like hip hop to house to like feature bass to everything, you know? And it's like, so it's really taken me a lot of time dipping my toes in different pools. And like, I know it's like none of it has like connected quite yet or I haven't found a way to connect it, but I know like down the road, like when bridges start forming between my skills, like it's going to pay off. But like until then it's really just like putting in time into, into making music. And so my focus at this point is just like try and find ways to pour as much time into making music as possible. And I like I think just like these goals that I've set for myself yeah. help me do that. You know? What's been like your uh your routine or how have your habits been? So like, you know, we were talking before we jumped on. Yeah. I've really struggled with uh my sleep schedule. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like the other night, I was up until like 6 a.m. and I feel like waking up really though. late and, and stuff like that. Again, this has been like a matter of not having obligations that are forcing me to wake up earlier. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's some of the stuff I've been struggling with. But what, it, what? how have you been affected? I've actually been like, like I could totally see, like I was totally the same way when I didn't have a schedule. I didn't know what I was doing. I just like sleeping until like noon, go to bed at an ungodly hour and just like try and kill time you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until I started realizing that like, you know, there is opportunity in this time. Like you can make something out of this time if you, if you want to, that like I started like being productive. Mm-hmm. And like part of that was like, I'm, I'm in the middle of exams. So I had to like prep for exams and right. stuff. And usually what I do is I like schedule out my studying schedule. Mm-hmm. And then around that, I like scheduled my workout schedule. And then in between those times was just like time to do whatever I wanted to. And like you were saying about how in your time in Toronto, your free time was very um, special to you and you really wanted to produce with it. Like that's kind of what I've been doing is just any free time that I have or any free time that I can make is going to be spent doing music. If it's not. I hear that um, schooling has become like a complete disaster as a result (laughs) of all this. (laughs) All my friends are saying that online, like transferring to online schooling has just been horrendous. Um, so I can imagine that's a lot of added stress on top of everything else or yeah like I mean for some people sure maybe it has been like tough for them to adjust especially people who have like a heavy course load Hmm. you know but like someone like me I'm like in my fifth I'm like in my last semester and I took a bunch of jokes courses okay yeah yeah it's it's not really you or me in the fall yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like but, but it's like still like it's nice to have that thing to do and like organize that yeah like really block like that's just how i work is like i need a schedule i need a plan to really know what i can be doing and then based on that plan see how much free time i have and then budget that free time to do what i'd love and then that's how i stay motivated maybe not like definitely not inspired all the time though because it's like definitely like there's a there's a difference between motivation and inspiration like being inspired is like you can't wait to, you have to wait to become inspired for something, Yeah, you know, but it doesn't take time to be motivated. Like you just got to have the right mentality and like set those deadlines and expectations for yourself. Right. right? 
Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. Have you? Well, been, uh... one thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been finding it difficult to to set deadlines and stuff because, well, like for for example, one one thing is uh, waiting for this camera to actually film a lot of the YouTube videos that I that I have ideas for, hmm. um, and then other than that, like uh, I feel like now that I've gotten more more inspired to produce i need to revisit a lot of these old projects um mm-hmm. to figure out what i you know which ones i'm scrapping which ones i'm i'm moving forward with and stuff like that uh mm-hmm. so i haven't really had a lot of hard deadlines i noticed as well like my journaling got really off track uh amid yeah. this we are also waiting for my role with impact festival for oh, this yeah. festival this last weekend to pass before i mm-hmm. really started w- ramping up my work again so now cool. there's actually a good opportunity for me, for one, our management team to get back on track. Uh, yeah. But for me specifically to get um, a lot of my work back on track because we were really waiting to get the data and the performance off of this past weekend before I can move forward with a lot of what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, so that's good. It means I'll have a lot more obligation there, which is going to be good for me. Nice. Um, but one thing I wanted to point out that you mentioned in passing there was was having uh, a workout schedule. That's one thing yeah. I've been actually, uh, I've I've been super diligent about is I've been working yeah. out almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important and it's something that's overlooked. And if I know it seems counterintuitive that without access to a gym, now is a good time to, to get into out, fitness. Yeah. But it, you know, this is actually the, the perfect time for a lot of people. And I, yeah. I don't preach the benefits of working. I am wearing a Popeye's shirt right now but i'm not not preaching it because like you know you you can see me koji i'm not like some yoked dude or anything i'm not like uh either of us are like not massive or whatever the gym isn't my life but it is one really easy way to include something in your life that's super easy to do every day it's basically just a time uh commitment you know effort it takes yeah it takes effort Yeah, yeah it takes effort but it it doesn't require a high degree of, you know, mental skill or, or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's an, it's one of the easiest things you can do in terms of accomplishing something yeah. in a day. And it's actually better to start out with body weight stuff yeah. than using weights at a gym. You know what Definitely. I mean? Yeah. Okay. Just to get in the routine um, yeah. to get started. So now is actually kind of the perfect time to, to research body weight exercising. And for me, it's, having something like that, I feel like that improves my mental health a lot. Oh, totally. I think, yeah, right now is like the most important time to be like concerned about that kind of stuff, right? Like yeah. taking care of your mentality and that's what makes good music too. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. You got to keep your body healthy, mind healthy. For sure. And then, then you yeah. can be creative. I think people underrate how connected their physical health is to the the, the rest of their health or even their emotional health and, and mm-hmm. uh yeah, and their creativity. I think there's a lot of knock-on effects that that people don't really realize. Um, well, I think. Do you have more to, more to say? Because I, I feel like this has been really a productive conversation for me. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely helped me well. work out a lot of these ideas. Like I was telling you before, like I was feeling yeah. very um, conflicted about a lot of this. So yeah, no, definitely. I mean, just don't be too hard on yourself. Mm. You know, like I think like that's like another thing that's been like a lot of people are like struggling with is like it's okay to be lazy you know it's okay to have a day or two 
where you just do nothing and watch Netflix and, or whatever, you know, like give yourself those vacation days. Like if any, like you said, like this is the perfect time to be a degenerate and like allow yourself to do those things. Just don't get like sucked into that lifestyle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, think, I think that's the real worry. Uh, you know, the big thing is you need to know who you are, be self-aware. Yeah, yeah totally. However you need to accomplish that. Like I, I've talked about this endlessly and so I, I don't want to bore people again, but I'm going to, <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't meditated for an extended period of time in your life, now's the time to do it. Oh, yeah, I did definitely. it for six months straight daily. Yeah. And how long? I, like 10 minutes? It, yeah. 10 minute guided meditation. I recommend uh, the waking up app by Sam Harris. It's really amazing. <laughs> and um, through that, I just became extremely self-aware. And that's why I'm able to articulate vulnerabilities like this, where I know yeah, a lot totally. about myself, where I know... This you is my yourself. psychology. This is how I behave in, with different uh, conditions in my life. So if you lack that, I highly, highly recommend meditating and, and uh, it will teach you to reflect on periods of your life so that you're able to make educated decisions. Like I know I don't want to be taking all this time to be degenerate because I know I'll <laughs> easily slip back into this, that lifestyle, right? Yeah, um, totally. And I'm the kind of person who needs to be very diligent and serious about what I'm trying to accomplish in life. And so I would also ask yourself that say, mm. you know, are you in the, in the point in life where you do need this break? You do need to take a vacation or ask mm. yourself, you know, what is it that I, that I really want to be doing if I'm a yeah. creative, what is, is my goal? Like, am I really distraught by not having the opportunity to do performances? Or like you said, Koji, is this giving mm. me the opportunity to be the producer, the best producer that I've always wanted to be. Yeah, um, exactly. So ask yourself those questions um, and and be really real and serious with yourself about it. Yeah. Even if the answer is, I want to be a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I think that's a beautiful note to end on. Great, awesome. Thanks yeah, as no. always, Koji. Uh, yeah, thank it's been you. a great, thank great you, time chatting. Thanks everyone yeah. for listening. Um, if you have any comments that you, you want to let us know about, feel free to send us an email at stirfryrecords at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts, uh, how you've been handling the quarantine. Uh, you know, have you been super productive? Have you become a straight degenerate? And, you know, like <laughs> all the, all the, the male friends I have have been playing yeah. call of duty and world of Warcraft and all oh, my yeah, female same. friends have been playing the Sims and it's literally <laughs> like we're all 13 again. <laughs> so have you reverted to that. your 13 year old self or <laughs> Have you, uh, like Koji, been educating yourself a lot? Uh, let us know. Send us an email um, mm -hmm. or you can DM either of us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. Our handles will be in the description of this episode. And we'll be back. Um, uh, we're, we're doing quite a regular pace now. So yeah, I feel yeah, like maybe might, next week Who knows? You know, we might be able to pull off weekly at this rate. So uh, we'll maybe be back we soon, though, with um, hopefully with a guest. I uh, can't say who right now, but uh, we do have some people in the pipeline. So Very stay tuned guests. for that. Make sure that you subscribe to the feed um, so that you're getting all of these episodes as they come. We're available on any platform, regardless of where you're listening to this uh, right now. Um, and uh, you can find the link to kind of the tree where you can go to your, your provider in the description of this episode as well. So yeah, uh, yeah. thank Thanks, you guys. everyone for listening. And as always, pop off. Pop off.